You're good. It's um, high enough. As I, uh, yeah, just uh, okay. Um, okay, we're done here. Okay, good morning. We Baruch Hashem will get back to the Navi Shir now. I hope to have a Shir next Sunday morning. Also, try to start a little bit sooner. We just had to finish uh, davening. And uh, we hope to continue this week at night with the Shirm on the Ksevis uh, Kaka and related items. And I assume everybody davened will try, it's around 9 o'clock now, we'll try to at least uh, get through 40 minutes. We don't have a Pelayez because I wasn't sure everybody had it, so we're going to go straight with the Navi. And let's go back in the front of your copy. Everybody should have received the link for the copies. And I just want to show you again, Pasi Chav Aleph, after Kolev conquered Hebron and the areas around it. So the item we left off with, which we actually began discussing, is who owns Yushalayim, who owns the Beza Mikdash, and how do you learn the various Chazals. So it's all based on this Pasik. So it says clearly that Benyamin is trying to conquer Yushalayim. We have another post that talks about Yehuda in the area. Both should be true because each one owns a part of Yushalayim and part of Harabayas. And to make note of, not for discussion now, Vayeshev Hayavusi. As Bnei Benyamin, the Yavusi is there, and that's uh, Shaila, who they were, and what did they have to do with the Plishtim? Remember, Abmavinu signed a treaty with them. It seems to be grandchildren still alive, and they couldn't really take over the whole thing anyway. The question is, why are they taking over any of it? We had a Machlekes in the Gemara Numa, which we began two weeks ago, whether or not Yushalayim Neschalka Lishvatim or not Neschalka Lishvatim. And um, Yaakov, if you want a better angle, I mean, you can maybe take uh, that chair to move it back a drop. So we have our required 10 feet. We're very machmer in the Shia of the Chaznish. Uh, so uh, you can maybe just take it and back it up. You'll have a better angle. The people watching me over here have a much better angle than you do, and you're sitting uh, close by. So you could just uh, move back a drop, and you're, you're not the six feet. Okay. Uh, I don't know who made it to Tiramisinai, but couldn't hurt to be extra cautious. So. Uh, Shimmy, you look like you're too close. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. So it says over here they were uh, trying to trying to conquer it, and the question is who owns it, if and when they will conquer it, and they will conquer it. So we saw in the Gemara Numa that there is a machlekes whether Yishlaim is hakel shvatim is going to be a similar shaila whether Beis the Harabais is hakel shvatim. The Gemara said the Nafkamina was. If it's then if you are there and you're the Balabayas, and you'll ask me, how can you be the Balabayas if it wasn't the That's what we're trying to address. But somebody is the landlord over here of this very valuable house in the old city overlooking the Kaisal. And we're going to have a million to two million to three million people coming to be at Larego. It was an ace, everybody fit. Lamaisa, you can't charge rent. That's what the Gemara says. According to Mandam, Lamaisa, and Lamaisa, even though they didn't charge rent, but they have beds and they have kalim they're using and the like, and they sort of wanted to give them some teves hanal for that. And Mamela, 
they gave them the hides of the various kabbalas. The Gemara see from there that even if you're being invited for free, you should leave your host a gift, which is probably the source for chocolates and wine and various things that we uh, get for the host. So it has a makar from the Gemara. Uh, Gadali, if you want to, if it's better, you can pull up a chair right in front over here. Uh, but I think you have your uh, 10 feet over there there's as well. There's a chair in the corner. Uh, yeah, there's a chair in the corner over there. Um, fine. And the nafkamina is obvious. The reason you can't charge, we assume it's not yours. So what does that mean? The built-in question over here, based on this Pusik that we're on, and other Pesukim from Tanakh, as the Chaznish will point out, is that it's very clear that Yushalayim and the Makamitish is shared by Shevet Yehuda and Shevet Benyamin. So what is Pshat Naman Dharma, Lan It's clear in the Pusik that this was the Nachala of these Shvatim. So how do you learn these psukim. That's what the Chaznish goes on, and if you look, turn to the Chaznish, it's the handout you just got, this should be page two, and I just uh, clipped um, part of this one page in the brackets, and take a look, it says, Navi Shevtim and the Chaznish, the bottom of the first column in Eis Ches, and he gives it's a pella that there's so many things in the Chaznish that weren't written down until the Chaznish. I'm sure the Kash is discussed by many over the Darius, but the Chaznish is one of the first that actually deals with this Kasha in print. And it's not a long piece, and we will see what uh, the Lumdis is, how he learns it. So you see the bottom of the Ahmed, Yubez, Manalf, Yishlaim, Neschalka, Lashvatim, Nira. The Kuli Ahmed, Betchidla, Neschalka. Chaznish says what Lachar should be obvious. We have too many Psukim that say that it was given out to Yudim and Yemen. So obviously, Lanis Chalka means what it ended up being the rules and regulations of who can charge rent and what the Cheshemish deal was. It is not a shy love who is supposed to get it in the first place. He says, Raya number one, which even at this Pasuk, it's very clear from the Psukim later in Shmuel Aleph. If you recall, we learned this just 17 years ago. Uh Melech is running away from Shaul, and he goes to Shmuel Anavi, besides telling him that he's king and anointing him, which he had done already in the house uh, with Yishai. He spends the whole night with maps and psukim and trying to figure out where their Harabayas is, which is surprising to us. We say he's thinking Harabayas. So remember, the Chazal tells us that David thought maybe it was Enitim first, which is the higher mountain than Harabayas. They Daishin, bank safe of Shachain, that the nicest part of the Shar is just below that, and Harabayas was the second to lowest mountain. But it's clear they didn't know exactly where it was. So how can you say a Mokom is Nis Chalka and it was taken away, it was made in an intertribal city, if you'll call it intertribal Mokom? They had no idea where it was. So Chasni says, it's obvious they gave the Mokum to whatever Shevet was supposed to be there based on the Nachala, and then when they figured out where it was, you could begin to discuss, did they then take it away and sort of make a Hefker based on Hefker and give them something else in exchange, which we know they gave them the area around Yerichai, because we know the Bnei Kenya are holding that, so when they make the switch, when they find out, when they build it, they're going to switch it. Chasni is going to say all this in a moment, but it's clear when they came into Israel, it was a Shalik to Yehuda. And Benjamin, because they had no idea that was the spot. They knew it was somewhere in Yushalayim, but it's, we have you know, so many things based on the Messiah. The Adam Rishon brought the carbon there, and he was taking the offer from there, and Kain and Hevel, we have so many things. And, that, and, we, and that's all true, of course, but we didn't know what spot that was talking about. 
They didn't think it was in Haifa, yes. They knew it was somewhere in the area, but it was only, you know, first they gave out all of Eretz Yisrael, everybody conquered it, and then, retroactively, we understood this was going to be given back to Klai Yisrael, but it was certainly in Nizchalik first. That's the first point of the Chaznish Void. Then he brings the Beferish of Sukkim. Void, Kroksiv, Yeshua, Tezvav, Samagimol, Es Yevusi, Yeshve, Yushalayim, Lo Yuchu, Bene Yehud, Lo Rishom, similar to our Pesach. The part that Yehud was supposed to get, they couldn't get it. Which is the part of the city they own. That's us. This is too beferish to say that it was never intended to be given out to all these uh, all these shvatim, or at least uh, this area. Everybody got what they're supposed to get. So what does it mean in our Gemara that it was, was not Nizchalik? That Chazal knew wherever that place would be in Harabayas and Yushalayim would be given somewhat, Machlekes is how much, we'll get to that in a minute, to all the Shvatim. The Mandamra holds lo Nizchalka means that even though it did belong to you, Yudim at one time, they took it away, and now they don't have full ownership, and they can't charge rent, official rent. They can charge for the beds, which is metaltalin, and whatever food they give, and pots and pans, and air conditioning, electricity, whatever the case may be. And now the Chaznish Mulchadesh, it still stays with Yehudim and Yamin, with the Kenyan Aguf. So whoever owned it, this answers our million-dollar question, probably three million-dollar question. Who owned this valuable apartment in the old city? What do you mean they didn't charge rent? Who's they? Who had buy lists that they could have how many charge rent? Who was living there all year? The answer is they had owners. And they were from Yehudo or Benyamin. And they owned it. And they had a Kenyan Aguf. Elamai. They made this, what I'm calling, Hefker Basin Hefker, and they gave it to all of the Yudbej Shvatim so that when they come, they can't be charged full rent. You have to let everybody in. And, uh, you know, everything runs at Patexia, so I don't know, prepare. Do you know people, most of us are from Yudin Binyamin, so maybe we're the people. But if you know somebody owns an apartment, you're going to... Uh, there was an ace. So how many people they fit into each dira? 10, 100, 1,000? So somebody had to make up some plan to be somewhere... Uh, just that they couldn't charge full rent, and they got some tevas on uh, from the hides. We can do a limit. You can't charge a bed. It's made for a bed. You say I would charge full rent. Well, well, oh, so very good, very good question. Wants to know maybe for a bed you could charge full rent. So Chazal understood that somebody's going to figure that out and do harama, and that's why they didn't even allow him. Tesis says that that he didn't even allow him to do that to charge officially anything because they're worried they'd end up charging full rent, and they have plenty of takers because people want a comfortable, they want a place. So they asked it completely. They just said if the people are there, they should give hides, and you can even take the hides as tevis and But because of your issue, they were afraid they start to rum and charge a ten thousand dollars a night for a bed and call it for a bed. Uh, so obviously, uh, somebody thought of that. So, you're not the first. So again, top line. So the mandam is, is nishalik. It was nishalik to begin with. Everybody agrees, and it stayed the bylaws, the full bylaws of Yehuda Minyamin. And then you have to pay rent. And they wanted to make it an international, this intertribal city, we'll call it. 
uh, because the guyim can't come and stay for free, even if they want to watch what's going on. And that is the Machlekes, whether it's Halk or not, and Afkamina, how much bailist they left with Yehuda Minyamin. That's for Yushalayim. Then he goes on to say, the next paragraph, Same thing. Even if... What was that? Oh, it's missing my head? Somebody... Uh, this way? Is that better? No. That's better? Okay. Okay. So, Makam HaMikdash. According to the second sheet of the Makam HaMikdash, there are two different machalikas possibly. You can hold Yushalayim was or wasn't as Chalak Lashvatim. And then the question will be the Makam HaMikdash. Makam HaMikdash, the Madam as Chalka, Hayagam Kain, Nachalas Yehuda Binyamin, which again is clear from the Pasuk, Elad as Chalka, Amanashia Chalifas, Bidash Nashiricha. And that's the Chazal we keep referring to that. They saved this Mokam, which was equal to size of the Mokam HaMikdash, outside Yerucham. By the way, the Mepharshim point out, there's something very uh, spooky, if you'll call it, going on with Yerucham. Why take that Mokam and switch it? Yeah, there are many places you can be Mafka and switch it. There's a, a deep connection between Yerucham and Yerushalayim. Yerucham is not that far from Yerushalayim. There is a connection between the two. You're familiar with the famous... Uh, uh, concept, I say it's a concept because we don't know if it's physical or metaphysical or both, but when they open the doors to the gates of the Mikdash, these are all Feresh Mishnayas, you can hear the creaking, and you can hear the creaking all the way to Yerichad. So some of Feresh say, no, they heard the creaking in Yerushalayim and Yerichad, but not in between. Yerichad was hooked up in Yerushalayim Shalmaila, so to speak, with Yerichad. And the same thing, they, had, they smelled the, the Kateris, Again, the Pashup Shah is Yushalayim. They smelled it all the way to Yericho. And some say, no, only Yushalayim and Yericho. So, according to those Pshatim who learned that in the Mishnayis, it makes a lot of sense why they use Dafka, Dashnish, Yericho to switch afterwards. It's integrally tied, being that it was the Rashi's Bikurim, so to speak, the Bechar of the conquest of Eretz Yisrael. That's a very deep concept. And uh, Stamshver, you know, the. Kateris smelled goods. It says Akala didn't have to put on any, uh, any perfume. But the gates of the Beis Amikdash, in terms of construction and taking care of the Beis Amikdash, uh, Gedali, you would think that they can put some little oil, W, uh, what do they call it? The uh, uh, W40. Why would it creak all the way to Yericha? Why would it creak at all? It's out that they left it that way for some reason. And, they, and we know, Chazal tells us, everybody woke up. That was the way to wake up to Kainim. I guess nobody in Yerushalayim ever davened past Nates. They, it was a crack of dawn, and they did it. And they also heard it in Yericho, or all the way to Yericho. But either way, Yericho plays a role in this, uh, in this connection. So, in the Schal Kamanashi Achlifo, second line of the paragraph, of Bedeshin Sheyericho, Desanya B'Safri, and Parzerei, and Parzerbrach, and Babistav Nassan, Perek Laman Hei, Venira. Tafila Ma'adama, Lan Schalka, Mikamakam, Nassalam, Deshin Sheyericho. And even if it wasn't Nishalka, so even if you hold like the Ma'adama, that they took it away, but... They still gave him a trade-off. Why? Because originally it did belong to Yehuda Ben Yamin. That's the whole you said the Chaznish over here. The Mikamakam Yishlaim Nachalasam Linig Bailas Kalechad Bishaloi, and the Harabais belong to Yehuda and Ben Yamin. Shachayim Laachsan Kaisral, and the Chiyav is the Gabi Yishlaim to take people into their house. By Alila Regal, Kshenutam Mehem Mokom Hamikter Shayiroi Lita Lahem Chelik Achatachtav, and the same thing for Harabais. It was worthy and it was Kadai and it was the right thing to do to give them a swap of some valuable land instead of that. And again, Yericho, everything is so valuable. They pick Yericho because of the inherent connection 
they could have figured something else out. And we hold that Yishalayim was not Neschalik, Chazni says, which means they could um, uh, keep their prayers, keep their Kenyan Aguf. Uh, they can't charge rent. And if they can't charge rent, that means they don't fall by. So what do you have to pay for the Makam Amitish? The answer is it's the proper thing to do. So they still gave them a swap. We don't have any Chazal. They gave him a swap for Yerushalayim. But for the Makam Hamikdash, which was extremely valuable, that they gave the Yericha for. Uh, so that's, he says, despite the fact, they watched it for hundreds of years till they found out where the Makam Hamikdash was at the end of the period of Shavitim, at the beginning of Shmuel, which was 350 years. And B'nai Kaini held it until then, Kedama, B'sefri Sham, B'avastav Nosan Sham, Shkasa Rashi, Shaftim, Aleph, Tezayan, which we saw. B'zvachim, Kuf, Yechas, and Be'ez, and Asinu, Be'ez, Elam, D'shchina, B'chal, G'shabinyamin. And also, we have a Gemara in Zvachim that talks about the concept of the Shechina being in the Chedek of Binyamin. Do the Susan Binyamin had from the Chumash, from Binyamin himself, the Av of the Shevet. And if you hold that it wasn't the Sag L'shvatim without the Schaznish, what does it mean? Binyamin doesn't own it. The answer is they did own it. And it was given away, but they still have shaykhs to it. And even though they were compensated by having that swap with the Dush and Sheyrichah, it was their makam, and they were makdish it, and they gave it to Klai Yisrael, even though we didn't give them a choice, but Lamaisa is still their schus. Skip down to the bottom with one more comment. Kesev Shanitin La Ravna Bishvil Tzion. If you remember, Davin buys it from Ravna Yevusi, who still owned it. And Davin went to collect from all of Klai Yisrael to be able to pay for this. He wanted to give them the schus of owning it. Why did David Amel have to pay him? He was Yevusi, they were conquering him. It wasn't his anyway. The answer is yes, but just like we paid for Chevron for Maris Malpela and for Shrem, this is the Makam Amikdash. They mentioned, ironically, the places we know they paid for are the biggest dispute in, in whether we own it or not. That dispute will be settled very quickly, the B.S. Mashiach. Lamaisa, he wanted to pay him because he wanted to be able to collect the money and give it from Klayasol. And that's the same theme to give it to all the Shvatim, even though inherently Binyamin and Yehuda owned it. So that is the Chaznish. Lamaisa, he says, doesn't depend on the original plan. The original plan clearly was to be given to you the Binyamin, and that's why our posse records they're conquering it. And the fact that they could charge rent or cannot charge rent, and the fact that there was a swap with Makam Hamikdish will be dependent on this Machlekes somewhat, whether they still retain the Kenyan Aguf, whatever Bailis and Schusim they had of giving up Makam Hamikdish. They had it first, and that's why they still retain that Schus. So that is a very important Mahalach from the Chaznish. Let's go back to the Psukim. And if you think that was a bit al with the Yerichai, with a Mokom that uh, has a lot of Kedusha to it, the next thing is going to be so uh, deep, it's going to be almost impossible to explain. So let's go back to the Pusik, and you'll see. So go to page 3. Everybody there has the sheets? 
I see that, uh, Aaron, you're, you're here with the sheet. I don't see you. You're a black box, but uh, let me know if you have what you need. The download should be there. And... Chaz on page two. Chaz on page two, the flip side. So, yes, yeah, so go to page uh, three now, which is Pasichov Bays. Yeah. Okay. So, Pasichov Bays continues with the conquest of the other Shvatim. We're going to get him. Shavtim Perik Aleph Pasichov Bays. Vayalu Bays Yesef Gamheim Bays El Vayhi. Now, Beisel is very famous. It's mentioned a few different places in Chumash. It's also mentioned in the context of Luz, which is the most mysterious place on earth. I say on earth, not just in Yisrael, because it's going to be rebuilt in Chuslaris, and it gets more mysterious, as we will see. And it says Hashem Imam. Now, Hashem is with Yisrael to conquer Yisrael, as they were promised. Why is it point that Hashem Imam over here? Take a look at Rashi in Chav Beis. Beis El Shenafal Bigarolam Af Al Pisha Pesal Micha Imahem. This is frightening. Pesal Micha is with Yosef. We have um, Shevet Ephraim, who is a leading Shevet, but unfortunately Micha is from that Shevet, and they have Pesal Micha now. We're going to see a lot about Pesal Micha at the end of Shevetim. When Pesel Micha and Pelegis Begiva happened chronologically, I think we mentioned at the beginning of our introduction, is a big debate in the Mepharshim. Some say it happened now. Whether the disaster happened later in terms of how it unfolds is, a shmooz we'll get to as we get to it, it was put at the end of Shaftim, but it's clearly going on now, according to this Rashi, and Pesel Micha is traveling with them, and that should create a tremendous kitrug, and yet the Chiddush is, the Pesach says, Hashem Imam. It's known to somebody, and the Shaila is, um, uh, yeah, which authorities knew what they tried to do about it. Did they know it was a full Avodazar? I remember Chet Ego was very debatable. Clearly, historically, it wasn't Avodazar and a pretty bad one. Every Avodazar is bad, but they had excuses for what Pesel Micha meant, and uh, they didn't mean it for Avodazar as an artifact of Mitzrayim. It was wrong, whatever the excuse was, and the Chiddush is Hashem Imam, even with... Uh, even with them traveling to conquer, which is always an uphill battle, and then you see at the Shmaya. So again, Rashi says, Shanafal Begaralam Af Al Pi Shapesa Micha Imaim, Share Micha Mishavit Ephraim, Namakama Shamimam, Husha Amma Daniel, Locha Shem Stakavlan and Beshis Upanam. That should sound very familiar if you uh davened recently. So, what does that mean? L'cha Hashem Staka. Hashem is still doing Staka V'chesed with us. V'lana based upon Him at the time they were still walking with an Avadazar in our hand. Lamaisa, they had Kriyas Yamsuf and they had the same problem because Pesamicha came with them with Kriyas Yamsuf. And they're still going to have Siat Tashmaya and this particular battle needs a lot of Siat Tashmaya because it's very hard to conquer a city if you can't even figure out how to get in. And as we'll see clearly in the Pesukim soon, they couldn't figure out how to get in. Despite the fact, and we're going to have to get back to this point later on, Rochav Hazayna tells the Maraglim that came, Kalif and Pinchas, that the people here are scared, and they're shaking in their boots, boots, and they don't know what to do, and they're melting away. And yet, Lamaisa, when we came, they were still either fighting or devising ways to obstruct the conquest. And here, they actually did it pretty well. They hid the entire city, almost like the city is, is underground, and they, uh, if it's above ground uh, and there are walls, they are looking for the entrance, and they came to find that, and there's just walls. There aren't even gates. The entrance is hidden um, in a nut tree, as we'll see. 
hence the name Luz. And they couldn't find the entrance. Another pshat rising down is Luz is a nut which doesn't have an opening. And they couldn't find it, as we will see uh, very soon. Patsuk Chav Gimel. V'yesiru beis yeseh beis adveis el v'shem e'il lafanim Luz. Here's the first connection. We have this from Chumash. And now we have it again. V'yiru ha'shemerim ish yetzim in ha'ir. And they put out scouts, and they're waiting, awaiting. There's got to be some movement. Uh, the city is on total lockdown. That's a pretty bizarre thing to say. In today's context, our children will be watching this video and they'll wonder what's lockdown, I hope. Um, but city's on total lockdown, and everybody's on order not to leave the city because uh, you can give it away, and they knew their scouts watching. Well, one person left the city, and they didn't have the storage capabilities that we have or the supply chain. I'm mentioning this as our authorities are mentioning it. There's no shortage of food in this country. So please don't panic and be done. Everybody in Kavzchus, somebody told me a few days ago they were so angry, they were shopping, and they saw somebody loading up a shopping cart with 29 boxes of chicken, and they were all upset. Ah, they're causing a shortage, they're causing panic. So um, the other person in the conversation said maybe they were buying for Pesach, which they probably were. If they weren't, if they're listening now, no need to buy 29 boxes of chicken for the next year. Uh, I'm mentioning that. I will say this when we send out our weekly uh, Devar Halacha. A lot of people are asking me whether they can sell Hamas Gummer even though they have never sold Hamas Gummer before. And without any explanation, I know where that question is coming from. It's kind of obvious. They want to buy now a thousand pounds of bread, waffles, and whatever else, pizza, frozen pizza, and they never sold Hamas Gummer. If it, Rahmala Salam, Leilenu gets worse, and uh, we're holding there in a week from now, we have other issues. Uh, I would strongly suggest buy what you need now before Pesach. Pesach is three weeks away and eat it down and burn the last $29 worth. I don't see any reason to... You can live on matzah. What? You can live on matzah. You can live on matzah, right. Buy extra matzah. Bake extra matzah. The matzah, by the way, is in supply. seems to be just fine. Uh, I have an order coming in of over 30 pounds. So if anybody runs out, um, you could uh, join us if we have a couple of pounds left over. <laughs> And uh, this, this type of, you don't have to be a tremendous Baal Madrega and Bitochan Amuna not to buy a year's supply of food. So I don't see any reason for it. If that changes, uh, I will be letting everybody know. But if you don't sell Hamas Gummer and you haven't until now, there's no reason to start doing it now. So uh, I didn't make up this Pasuk that we should get here in the Navi Shir at this particular time of the year. You might think I do, but uh, no one knew we'd be here a week from yesterday. So, um, I just, uh, three or four people in the last uh, 48 hours asked that, Shaila. How long ago was this story take place? Uh, this is the beginning of the time of the Shaftim, so this is a couple... There's something after quarantine. There's something after uh, quarantine. One second, we just lost the Zoom meeting, so I think uh, we have to Zoom in again. Time limit. Time limit, okay. So, can start again? The Rav's Navi has the date on the bottom. My Navi of what? Oh, great. I like that. Summary. Very good. I've never seen that. That's, this is, I just bought, it's a brand new one. That's great, by the way. K70, yes, that's pretty new, yeah. Uh, you want to text Sadak? You want to call Sadak and just ask him if he's doing it again? Yeah, he's going to start it again. Okay. It's supposed to be up to 40. 42, I think it is exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, so I want to go on to 10 minutes, so... Um, if he saw it, let me try it again. Yeah, just just, just text him. He'll, he'll see it. Uh... It's connecting again. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, it's connecting again. 
that, uh, if you're watching the video, so I'll be right back. I'll take a one-minute break. Okay. Uh, while we're at it. I had the same story with the Delacasus. I buy 12 bottles of milk a week. And people look at me like, what are you saving for the war? And there's no, we have a lot of kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's back on. Back oh. on. All right, but we're on one-minute break. <clears throat> Some cute kids here in the front, in the wax household. And I see, uh, David, you're back. It's good to see you. I don't know what country you're in, but it doesn't make a difference if you're watching. Uh, so, yeah, you're on again? Okay. Just tell, when, when you give it to Sadiq, tell him there are two files. Uh, I mean, I just told him now because he's on. Uh, but Sadiq, we just shut the camera. Uh, one second. I have to unmute. Okay, I'm unmuted. Uh, Sadiq, we shut the camera for a minute, so there are two files coming. So when you get it, uh, keep that in mind. Okay, everybody's here. Um, okay, let's go back to the Pusik. We're talking about lockdown and but not buying too much chametz. So, uh, the message over here is uh, if it adds to the uh, discomfort and panic of people, it's not gonna die, and we'll deal with the uh, chametz gummer close at the Pesach. Hopefully, it won't be a problem. So, this fellow either needed food because they didn't have the supply chain, or needed some exercise, or. Uh, was violating the quarantine. Whatever it was, he walked out of the city. This is going to be a pretty fatal error on his part. And a big source is Siat for us. And he himself and his family is going to go down in history in a very positive way. I don't know who this guy is. We don't know his name. But he had some schus. Pazichav Dalad. We've been watching for a while. We don't see any movement. We can't find the door, and it's very hard to get into the city. Can you please show us where it is? Now, what they're asking this guy to do is to be a Benedict Arnold. Now, last time I mentioned Benedict Arnold, we had a whole sikhsuch to remind everybody who doesn't remember from uh, fifth grade social studies and for all the British people who looked at me like I had three heads when I mentioned the name. They just didn't never heard of the guy. I found out that in Great Britain they're either not mentioning him or... Mentioning he's a hero, I'm not sure. Uh, all depends on who you stand next to. But he was a famous traitor in the Revolutionary War, and he either tried to sell some secrets to the British. Yaka, did you find out? He did. He almost tried. He was he caught. Tried. He was executed. He wasn't. He wasn't executed. He wasn't executed, but he uh, he tried to. He was caught because you know about him. Okay, we know about him. So somebody caught him. So. So you'd say, well, is this guy supposed to give in and uh, give up? The answer is yes. Rachel Vazina did it already. That's why she's going to remind us. She saved herself and her family. They were given three warnings. Yeshua Benun sent three different letters telling everybody, we don't want to kill anybody. And you stole this land from us. Remember that the Canaan uh, broke into Israel and conquered it from shame. And we're coming back, and Hashem said we're supposed to come back, and please leave peacefully. Uh, they had another option to... Um, Keep the mitzvahs, Zion mitzvahs, not too difficult, and they can stay around. We just can't be living among Avdi Avadazara and, and Rishayim. And if you don't do A or B, so then we're going to have to fight. So they had ample time, a lot of warning, and this is after Klaeswell got there already, and they're still there. Gagoshi was smart, and they left. And the people here in the city of Luz were not too smart, and they didn't leave. So if he decides that he's going to save his life now, and he's going to get rewarded, that's just fine. It's actually a smart move in his part. Was that... His assumption that if he leaves, he'll get caught and he'll give himself up, give himself in and give away the secrets. Maybe that was his plan and that's why he left. Who knows? But he's going to get richly rewarded, not only with the life and life of his family, he's going to get something that is very eternal, so eternal that the reward over here 
is going to be difficult to figure out, and that's going to be part of the mystery. So again, please tell us where the entrance is, how to get in. Rashi says, what's the, what's the chesed, what was the promise? So Rashi and Chof Dalid. The secret was that they had a cave, probably a series of caves, and they had a big tree at the entrance of the Mara, and the tree was camouflaged. Now, Yaakov, you actually might remember this. Uh, during the war, and I think it was World War II, not World War I, it was a bit of a Pella, the Germans and then the Americans started using trees on the battlefield as spy things. That was World War I and World War II. It sounds pretty archaic for World War II, they can get away with this, but one of the World Wars, which was not that long ago, and they had spies, this is before satellites and technology and Zoom, they had, had to see what the enemy was doing. So they had trees on the battlefields. The battlefields were were places with trees. They used to clear most of the trees, but a tree here and there. And it wasn't really a tree, and it looked like a tree. It was really hollowed out, and there were people in there. And they actually did a very good job. Uh, uh, it's a pella that they wouldn't figure out why is this lone tree sitting here after we cleared all the other trees. And it's a bit of a dangerous job, but spying is a bit of a dangerous job. And uh, the tree was a uh, decoy for this. And here we have a loose tree, big tree, and they didn't figure out. I guess they had a lot of trees around. They didn't figure out uh, whether this tree was uh, camouflaging an entrance. Remember, when we fight battles, we have an Isser to cut down fruit-bearing trees, even though it would make it easier to fight. Hashem says, I'm giving you Siat Shema, you don't have to cut down the fruit-bearing trees, not necessary, unless it's direct Sakhan of the Fasha. So it was still standing, it was blocking the entrance. And this is some type of nut tree. So they make him the offer that we will do chesed. And of course, the chesed is they're going to save his life and the life of his family as the offer was made to Rochov and they kept their promise. Pasik Chavheg, next page. They get in, they come into the city, they conquer it. And they, of course, they kept their deal, and they sent him away free. And he moves out of Eretz Yisrael, which is intriguing. Before we get to the mysterious part, why did he move out of Eretz Yisrael? Why did you say I'll be Makabal Zion Mitzvahs? Moving is difficult. So, Pashashat is, it's being conquered by the Jews, and he's the only guy left, and doesn't want to live here, he'll start fresh somewhere else. Okay. Not necessarily a taina. Maybe he kept the Zion after seeing the Yad Hashem afterwards, or maybe the same reason he didn't keep the Zion until now, because he wasn't up to that. And that's not right, but same reason most people didn't do tshuva over here. He didn't do tshuva. The latter shot, if true, is fascinating, because he's going to get huge schar for what he does. He's going to go build a city, as we'll see in the next Pusik, and rename it Luz. And had we known nothing about Luz, we would just say the Pusik ends off. He went with his... Family rebuilt the city and lived happily ever after. What we are going to learn at length is that this Luz uh, gets unbelievable siyat and, and magical properties of Lamaylimadechateva that nobody died in the city and and he built a city which had siyat and had things going on there that no other city had. So if he wasn't Makabal Zion before he left, that makes it even more strange. 
So it could be he was Makabal, he just didn't want to live in Eitzisol because he didn't feel he had a Hevershaf and he wasn't ready to be Megayer, or once the shooting starts, we don't let him be Megayer, which is even more likely. So there are a number of possibilities what the story is with this guy, but we don't know too much about him. We know what he was Zeche to, which the Gemara will comment on. Let's see Pasuch Havav. Rashi says, He didn't do much talking about Shastadlis. They just asked him, Where's the entrance to the city? Points to that tree, and they figure it out. As Machalikas and the Gemara, what he did, move his head, point his finger, but he didn't do a lot. The point. And Musr is going to be, you see how Chosh of is, he led them into the city where they had to go, they weren't coming for tea. But he didn't even do anything. It didn't put himself out, he didn't serve anything. He just, love it, you want to go in? It's over there. And he got Schar Lederi Deris, Hushma Ariyamazer, Rashi and Chavav, Lo Bilbalo Sanchev, Sanchev conquered the whole world, as we learned in Malachan Beis, and moved everybody around. So that's why nobody's where they are. And we don't know who Amon is, the Moav is, the Mitzrayim or Machlech is where they came back. Amalek is the famous Rabchayim. Can you be Yetzi Mechias Amalek? Two reasons why maybe not. One is it might be a din in Malchus and government and army, not a din in the Yachid. That's Machlech Zachreinim. And the second issue is how are you going to find any? Sancher mixed everybody up. That was the famous Rabchayim. He said that Tzvei Dinam Amalek, and maybe if you're acting like Amalek, that you're suicidal and you're willing to get burnt and killed to kill Jews, a higher level of anti-Semitism, so you can identify him based on his midas, not genealogically. Sancheyev, aside from that, mixed everybody up and got to every point and every corner of civilization except for Luz. Luz, the only city that was not overrun. All the emperors didn't get there. Well, they got there, but they didn't go in. And there's something obviously very, very special about this city, and the Gemara is going to say that it was due to his chus that he led them to where they have to go. Yalaska Kasha, he did it to save his own skin, which he did. That's the Gemara's Kavachar. You see how Choshev doing somebody a big favor is, and what type of schai you can get. Uh, the obvious question is, we have many people who did Achnas HaSarachim on a higher level and put themselves out more and had more mysterious nefesh, and we don't find that they went on to build cities that uh, gave you everlasting life. And the Gemara says that nobody died in the city, and when they were too old to uh, even function because they were bored, this is the city of Goyim, so you can't even like learn Shas and learn it more being. We would never get bored because a thousand years wouldn't be enough to learn one sugya. But I guess Zayim Mitzvahs, they weren't really into being. And uh, they left. That's an interesting chazal unto itself. How do you just walk out? Suicide is also for a guy. So if you walk out of the city and you know you die, how do you let it walk out? That's a good shayla. And the, and the Lashainis and the Medrashim uh, doesn't even sound like they walked out. It sounds like they took them out. So that gets into a bigger issue. So they had an old age home and the family took them out. Like, okay, okay, uh, daddy, uh, you know, you're, uh, you've been around uh, too long. It's time to, uh, time to retire. That sounds pretty horrific. It almost sounds like what's going on in this country. Uh, so uh, it's a lot to learn about the city of Lewis and a lot we're not going to know afterwards. I will mention that some of Farsham say that there was a Mokum from Sheikh Smei on earth that was supposed to have these properties. Why? We're not sure perhaps to show that Akash Baruch could give Nitzchis to somebody had he felt it was good for humanity. And it's not. And maybe a finite amount of years gets us motivated to get up in the morning and get things done because you don't have... It's very hard to get things done when you know you have 10,000 years to do it. So maybe Hashem showing us a dogma of what the options are. But there was a place in on earth 
that the, the Shabbos properties and it existed over here and he happened to move there and find it. So it wasn't given these properties because of him, but it was just given the schus that he's the one who built the city. So that's uh, half an answer. The meaning how Kosh Baruch wanted to give us a city to show us Musar A, B, C, D. And he happened to find it, not that he built it and infused it with this. Still many questions. Amit Hashem will look into it next week. Thank you all for coming and watching. And we have Shia tomorrow night, Amit Hashem, at uh, quarter to uh, nine, same time, but that's p.m. And um, we will send out, uh, we'll have the same armor commitments, the same link. Uh, so if we don't send out a reminder, which we'll try to anyway, it'll be the same one you had from last week. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tzadik.